Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious now. This is, I hope this part is recording so people know that I'm yeah. this part. <laughs> All right, ready? Yes. All right. It's about to get personal. Hold it together. Personal. Personal. Just got personal. Gary and I just got personal. It's personal. My name is Derek Bourne. My name is Cornelius Minor. My name is Val Brown. This personal. is Nick Hi, I'm Donald Miller. Okay, what time is it there? Uh, it's like 7 o'clock. Okay, that's not bad. No, 7 a.m.? 7 a.m. I wake up early anyway, so this is like okay. perfect for me. Okay. And yeah. today is Saturday for you or Friday? Saturday. Okay. All yeah. right. So you made and you're it in Friday. Night. You're Friday night. I am Friday. I'm Friday night. About to, about to get the party. Not really. I just, got, <laughs> I just got dressed for this. That was it. That was the only reason. Oh, so, you have busy nights. Like, you are constantly doing all the time i am it's good I, though right period the end that's i don't have like a good reason for that uh -huh. i'm trying to work on some better balance in 2019 uh -huh. um i don't know it's fine. i enjoy all the things that i do uh-huh and, and, and so, i think that's the important thing is you're enjoying it so it's not like it's like stressful right except for school so last night i remember i'm in a doctoral program and last mm -hmm. night at like 10 o'clock i was like oh shoot my posts are due tonight and that's when i'm like i get messed up but because i think clear the air should be doctoral like assignment work uh-huh right yeah i'm teaching people like what I else agree. do you want from me people i agree i totally yeah. agree yeah. And how long do you think, have you been in that for a while now? Uh, I started in the summer. In the summer. So, mm -hmm, it's a four-year program. It's a cohort. We uh -huh. go uh, year-round and um, it's all online, which I don't love uh -huh. because I like class. And it's all like the posts and the posts are really, oh, look at one of your friends. This part of the podcast has been removed for privacy purposes. <laughs> We're not recording, are we? Oh, we are no. recording. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> dang it, got <laughs> to be more careful. <laughs> dang it, no, it's all good. It's all good. Oh, so, God. all right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of It's Personal, and today. I always say this, every episode you'll hear me say this, that I'm always very, very excited for our guests. And um, this person, I am like extremely excited. So very, very quick story before we start. Um, this individual was someone who I first reached out to when I started trying to do some of the work that I'm doing in the classroom. I finished my master's program about a year, uh, a little bit less than a year, a year ago. Um, and I was just trying to find what was next. And I actually messaged um, Jennifer Cervello and I said, hey, like, I need some help. Like, who should I reach out to? And she was very honest. She was like, 
what you're trying to do is amazing work. Um, I don't know a lot about that field, but I know someone who who, who does. And this is the person that she sent me to. Um, and she showed me this thread about um, tolerance.org and what it's all about and how to use the standards and the domains in the classroom. And it just really opened up this amazing world of people that I'm meeting, um, the work that I'm doing in my classroom. Um, and this individual has been a huge, a huge part of that. So I'm super excited to finally see her in like, like actually see her face and she's like actually moving and talking. <laughs> and hear each other's voices. This yeah, is, yeah. So can, can you just uh, very briefly introduce yourself and then we're going to really just get into it. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Val Brown, um, Valerie Brown EDU on Twitter. I was one of those people who said I was never going to join Twitter. Hold well on. Personal, 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 personal. My kids are loud. I'm a mother. <laughs> I love it. It's authentic. Excuse me. I love it. Excuse me. I am recording. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> I'm a mother of two. An eight-year-old and a ten-year-old who I often share stories about on Twitter as I'm also growing as a parent with them. Uh, my full-time job is I'm a professional development facilitator with Teaching Tolerance, and so we do anti-bias curriculum support for educators, um, primarily around the country, but apparently internationally as well, and so that means a lot to our organization that it's able to spread and it's useful for the work that you're doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And again, just we'll get into her handle and where you can find her and the information a little bit later. But um, Val, again, I just want to thank you. Like you have honestly been like I, an inspiration. Like and it's Aww. a little weird because you're like, <laughs> I know you kind of, but like I've yeah. never really talked to you. <laughs> yeah. But you've yeah. honestly been, um, there's a handful of people that I reach out to um, for specific things, you're one of those people, and I really just truly appreciate like being responsive, um, sending me in the right direction, um, and like not knowing like I'm just this random person messaging you, and you're like, "Hey, how are you doing? Like, how can I?" <laughs> well, it's been awesome. So thank you. More than just being random, and I think this is I think key for everybody to know relatively small group of dedicated educators who want to do this work well mm -hmm. and so having the opportunity to connect with educators who want to do that I don't I don't want to miss that opportunity you know and so um I, I do believe in community and I believe we need to be there for each other and I got you I got you I got you. you I got you I think before anything you are um you do a great job of being authentic so I do get to see glimpses of like what it's like <laughs> at your house and some of the things you're going through with your kids and that's one of the reasons why I enjoy following you is because even with all the great work that you're doing you are so real to like yourself um, you talk about your flaws you talk about like silly things your personality um, it's hard to show your personality through social media like I think that's mm -hmm. a difficult thing to do because you always you can get this like false narrative like a lot about like who this person is like what they're about um, but you do an amazing job um, just being who you are and being yourself on social media. So I really, really appreciate that. I really, yeah, really. I, I thought about it at some point. I remember when, um, cause I was still working for a school district when I joined Twitter mm -hmm. and it was like, make sure you have some separation of like who you are, you know, like your professional account. And mm -hmm. that takes too much. I, 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 yeah. who I am professionally is who I am personally. And I exactly. think 
it's really important for educators, especially not to feel like their identities don't impact who and who they are as educators. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think that's not a good look because we bring so much to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, why not share that in our classrooms as well? Mm-hmm. So. It's awesome. So Val, can you tell us and tell me and the audience a little bit more about you? Um, I feel like I know a lot about you, which is like really weird. Share maybe like um, where you're from, just a little bit yeah. about your background um, and family life. Absolutely. So um, I come from a family of educators. And as a high school student, I on my way to college, I knew I did not want to be a teacher. In fact, that was the last thing I was going to do. I will tell you, there were two things I said I was never going to do. One was be a teacher and the other was join Twitter. And so here we are. I've learned my lesson after two times, right? Like, don't say what I'm never going to do. Um, and I come from a family of educators and my one of my ancestors Christopher Columbus Adams was actually lynched for having a school for black students. And so from way back in my family ancestral genetic makeup, there's this combination of both education and justice um, and serving the most neediest populations. And so I think that is something that I've really embraced and I actually um, am inspired by that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a predominantly black high school in Miami, Florida, USA, and I did not know the great inequities in that until I got to college. Um, I thought it was normal for all high schools to be surrounded by barbed wire fence. Sheesh, that was personal. Wow. You know, I thought it was normal. Um, I, I looked this up the other day. Someone else asked me, so... Um, the high school where uh, my husband most recently taught, I think they had 27 AP class offerings. Mm-hmm. My high school had five wow. total AP class offerings. And so, but at the time, you know, I thought that was typical mm-hmm. until I got to college and I felt really annoyed, right? I didn't feel like I loved high school, right? I loved my friends, I loved the experience. Culturally, it was phenomenal. I made it out all right. I'm doing fine, right? Mm-hmm. But when you think about um, the opportunities and the access that we deny certain groups for no other reason than discrimination for them, for their color, or their social economic status, you can't help but, I think, get infuriated about it and want to do something about it. And so that was my my educational experience. And once I realized like, this is not everybody's educational experience, I was like, well, we, this, we got to do better. Mm-hmm. We got to do better. So what, what does that look like for you as a mom? Like, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure your kids' schools look very different now, um, or they could, mm-hmm. maybe they're very similar. Um, mm-hmm. How does that past experience influence like what you're talking to your kids about? Um, mm-hmm. how they're kind of going about their life because their life is, I find just, I look at younger cousins and just kids in high school and middle school now um, at home and it's just, they are dealing with a ton. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the stuff that they're dealing with, they were there when I was there. Um, I think I was a little bit blind to a lot of them, but now Mm -hmm. they're like really, a lot of them are very open um, Mm -hmm. out there for those kids. Uh, So what does that look like for for you as a mom and having to raise kids in, I guess, this world, so to speak? 
Yeah, I think I only babysat once before I brought my own baby home. So that was a <laughs> that was a culture shock, right? <laughs> and so, um, and I've taught secondary, and I, I've always said I don't know what to do with the kid before they turn eleven. Uh-huh. Like I have no clue. Like uh-huh. the fact that my kid is almost eleven, like I am almost at my sweet spot. But I think <laughs> as a result of that, we've exposed them to things that. Maybe, and I don't know, I've only parented one way, some people wouldn't expose younger kids to. So we've had have very honest conversations about all things equity. They're they're super involved in our national politics. My son has voted with me in the voting booth since he was in his like little baby seat. Oh, That's right, born in two thousand eight. So he voted for Barack Obama twice. And so um so the kids have always been really involved in that. Um and in terms of school, we've been able to have very honest conversations with them about curriculum, classroom practices. Um, what it actually all means on a on a grander scale. Mm-hmm. We've actually moved our kids twice. Um, so in Florida, they have like a grading system for schools, and it's based on test, you know standardized test scores. And so um, previously, they my son was in an A school, and we felt like he wasn't getting one the diverse experiences that he needed, or the, honestly, the quality of teaching because oftentimes in those schools where um, the kids are performing well. Mm-hmm. The teachers don't necessarily have as much professional development because sure. you know they're kind of like under the radar, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we moved them to a school, and here it's Title One, where there's additional it, there were lower socioeconomic kids there, right? Mm-hmm. Which was great because we think our kids should be exposed to all types of people. Um, and don't get it twisted; I work check to check. Okay, I don't work, I don't eat, but um, <laughs> but <laughs> opportunity, right? To and and the the school was like a C or something, right? Like uh-huh. a C. Um, which again means nothing. It's 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 all made up. They're hardworking teachers at uh, these schools who are doing a lot of good for kids. And so, um, I think just because of our my husband's an educator as well. So because of both of our experiences and then our desire to really expose our kids early and often to the reality of life, um, although they've been very difficult conversations, mm-hmm. um, it's one that we've been like committed to having. In um, 20, I guess it was 2016 before the election, and, and it was getting kind of crazy around here. Mm-hmm. I, it was February. It was right around um, Valentine's Day. And I just looked at the kids, and I looked at my husband. We were driving in the car. And a lot of these things happened in the car without any warning because they're a captive audience, and I could just go for it, right? <laughs> so, so I look at my kids, and I'm like, what does it mean to be Black in America? And they're like, what? <laughs> right? And I did not, I had not had a prepared answer. I didn't know where I was going with that. But um, what I knew was happening is that um, at their school, kids would wear Confederate flag clothing. You know, um, there were a lot of signs 
around the neighborhood. And so I was afraid that they were going to get called a name or get treated poorly. And they weren't going to know like how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I don't recommend my form of parenting necessarily for everyone, but um, it has, I think, helped them have a really um, open, honest idea about a lot of things and encourages them to ask a lot of questions and also instills a sense of pride in Mm -hmm. who they are and what they're standing up for. Mm-hmm. If you would, if you were able to give, let's say, a parent some advice about raising um, kids of color um, mm-hmm. in a, a system like that, like what would the would the advice be? Like making sure that they're curious and they're asking questions. Like what would that what would that look like, or what type of advice would you give them? Um. So, advice. Um. He. We read a lot. We talk a lot about what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, what I was going to say was 90% of the time we engage in conversation with them about these topics um, mm-hmm. as equals, mm-hmm. you know, because they do have their own thoughts. And I think that part is the important part. Like they have their own thoughts about many of these things that they see. And I don't always know the answers. So after Charlottesville, we were, we were actually trying to hide that one our kids Charlottesville was crazy and um you know they had the torches and whatever they were chanting and mm-hmm. I actually threaded about this and I'll see if I can find it for you but my daughter asked you know why are they doing this and so I wasn't I I didn't know she was in the room watching the news when that happened um but we ended up having a conversation where ultimately the answer was I don't I don't know mm. um it is sad it does hurt um here's how we try to make the world a better place um Mm -hmm. and it's not you you know and so i think uh, i think the the sooner we're open and honest with them and allow them to express their feelings about something Mm -hmm. then the the easier it is um for them to grow up being able to communicate their feelings about these things that they see happening um Mm -hmm. and wanting to do something about it Mm-hmm. So as a as an educator and your husband being an educator, do you all do you find yourself ever in moments where you're like you're talking to your kids and you're like the teacher or you're like your teacher voice comes on? <laughs> um, well, over the summer, I write like a little summer curriculum for them. Right? <laughs> um, we have some rules. First of all, do not wake up before 6 a.m. This is summer. Don't. Wake up before 6 a.m., please. Um, but we, so like this summer, um, our, our featured text, we had a, a family a family tree text, so where they had to call family members and interview them and get some information about the family. So my parents, the so Paul's parents, love that. They love that. They love that. Wow. Everybody loved that. Yeah, it was nice for everybody. Um, we read Howard Um we read, we did some like Florida natural history stuff where they had to go outside and, you know, find, identify the trees and the plants. And so we try to make it a really kind of holistic learning idea. That is amazing. I, I kind of nerd out about it. You, no, you should, you need to sell that. That is, 
I kind of like I have a little Google calendar. Like you need to you need to wrap it up and sell that. You know, I've been thinking about it. Um, I've been, I've been honestly, yeah. My husband and I we've been talking about like, do we want to run? Because this is another thing that we see. Do we want to run like a little small, honestly, like like, summer camp, like for a week? Because we understand that kids aren't getting that. You got my mind like going crazy right now, like that. Yes. Yes. Where's my notebook? Write that down. Oh my god. (laughs) What does the um? Is there a balance? Like my wife is a teacher as well. She teaches um, sixth grade, and we don't have kids, but I do find that we always talk about education. We're talking about lessons. We're talking about what we do in the classroom. Um, Is that different for you because you have kids? Um, Do you guys have some sort of um, unwritten rule where you're talking about it for some time? Like, what does that look like for you and your husband? Um, Well, our kids are pretty uh, active. And so Mm -hmm. they are in a lot of like kid friendly, you know, activities. So my son is, the most recent national champion in the 400 meters. In, in what, sorry? The 400 meters, he's a track and field athlete. And um, my daughter is like crazy reader and crazy science learner. And so <clears throat> we really try to embrace the things that they like and what they like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that um, growing up, my parent, I come from a divorce parents and everybody's happy we don't have to therapy right right after that (laughs) but but one thing that I always wanted as a kid was for the four of us to sit on the couch and watch movie and so that's also what we do like Friday nights like Uh, let's just watch a movie and enjoy that you know and so I think um sometimes we call ourselves the B unit Um, I like it I like it I like it you know, we're, we're like big with the Brown family as a unit. And I think that mm-hmm. was something that I've intentionally tried to do. My husband's an only child. And so mm-hmm. he too is, you know, that family unit thing is mm-hmm. new-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's cool to, to have that. Um, mm-hmm. We actually really like each other. And I'm, I'm hopeful <laughs> That's good. That, 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 that stays around. Um, mm-hmm. Because I know we're getting into to middle school age. And I know, you know, kids are kind of grow and want their own space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like indoctrinate them now. Like, <laughs> this is the way. This is the way. Oh, that is so uh, fun though. It seems what, yeah. what kind of movies do you guys like to watch? Oh, uh I okay. I don't I don't know how old you are, but I love Fifth Element. Are mm-hmm. you familiar with Fifth Element? I heard of it. I'm not a big movie person. No? Okay, so we just watched The Fifth Element the other day, um, which I loved. It was like, uh-huh. I don't know what year that, I don't know what year that movie came out. So I'm always trying to trick them into watching, like, early 90s or uh, uh-huh. <laughs> movies, like, uh-huh. throwbacks for me. Um, my son loves scary movies. Collectively, we love, like, um, fantasy movies, like Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, okay. Insane, kind of, like. In oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Star Wars, like, Big epic storylines, uh-huh. you know, nice battle scenes. That's kind of how we like to roll. I was like, I'm like a, I like watching old movies over and over again. Yeah, I'm like a, yeah. a Fresh Prince. I'll do like yeah. when you watched. I think I think it was last year or this year. You watched like Set It Off. I was like, I loved like those movies. I'm yeah. into like 
Boys in the Hood, yeah. um, like all yeah. those. Oh, I can't. Oh, but Ricky, I can't see. Like Boys <laughs> in the Hood is so hard to go back to. Like you know how long it took me to get Ricky getting shot out of my head. It took forever. No, I. I know, and those movies have like yeah. such a. When you did like set it off, and I never really, I was started to see it as I got older. But like when you were dissecting, I was like, "Holy cow!" Like there's some like crazy stuff happening. There's crazy stuff happening and set it off. Crazy. Same thing in like Total Recall. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It's workers save the universe. It's so crazy. That's funny because I was somewhere. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was gonna say one time I was at a session, and you know, I, I always talk about race or whatever and so (laughs) and I I said you know I don't always want to talk about race I would sometimes like to talk about the Lord of the Rings but there are no black elves so here we are (laughs) here we are okay (laughs) and that's why I'm here that is amazing <laughs> There's no black <laughs> And that's why. Oh, oh my god. I, you I can only imagine like your house must be so much fun. It has to be. <laughs> oh, we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. And my oh. kids are funny. Thank God my kids are funny because yeah. they're not funny. Do they have um personalities similar to you and your husband? Oh, like the older they get, the more that comes out. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes we'll be listening to oh, an old song come on and they'll sing the words. And I'm like, how do you know Al Green? And they're like, we've been in the club. Oh my God, I know! <laughs> <laughs> you have not been in the club. What are you talking about? But I love it. I love it. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Wow. Wow. So Val, let's can we talk a little bit about um like your job as an educator? Um you're basically like you do a lot of teaching for teachers. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. which is like amazing. Um, and again, for me, just watching it online is ex- it's like free PD, which is Sweet. I think some of the best PD is online. Um, I swear by it. I tell everyone like I find resources. They send me to Amazon. Like they send me to other people. And I don't think I've gotten like I've gotten good PD like in house before, but like I don't think it's been it's nothing like online. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what does that look like for you as a teacher who teaches teachers um, on a weekly, monthly basis? What does that look like right. for you? Right. So um, I was a classroom teacher, loved it, loved it. And I still miss kids very much, um, students. And so, um, and I'm still, I think this is my way of holding on to that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very much part of my identity. And I still communicate with many of my students and actually on Twitter and they'll send me messages and they're like, it's so cool. People are learning from you, you know, which is nice that they're, they're moving on up in age um, now in college. And so I, um, I started doing some, just like some work in my district around professional development. And I was like, Oh, I really like this. Like what, (laughs) you know, um, 
my my job is like i'm a professional learner are you serious like that's uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> that my job is professional learning specialist i can do that that's um awesome. and so and then so to, to be able to learn constantly and to be able to share that learning because I, you know, learning is social for me. Mm -hmm. And that's how Clear the Air started. It was like, I read something and I want to talk to somebody about it. So can we talk about it? Can somebody mm -hmm. on the internet answer me? Um, uh -huh. and, uh -huh. and someone did. And so I think um, in that work, it, PD has a really bad rap. It has a terrible rap. Of course. And I, yeah, I understand why. Mm -hmm. um, I have always been a glutton for PD. And so even in the most trying, like, situations i'm able to pull something from it right because i feel mm -hmm. like all right this person is trying to teach me something there's something i can pull there from has it. to be there has to be there's something got, there's, be. there's to gotta be. be something it can't be all bad right it can't be i, I totally agree with you yeah. it can't be all bad mm -hmm. and so and that frustrates me a little bit when i feel like sometimes teachers don't give pd even a chance right mm -hmm. um because there's a lot that we have to learn and if we're gonna consider ourselves lifelong learners, like we tell people all the time, or we're gonna put students in these new learning situations, we have to remember what that feels like. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that part is important for us to kind of embrace. Um, and if we don't, if we learn nothing other than, okay, this was a terrible delivery and this is how I'm not going to do it in my class tomorrow, then that's still something. Totally, totally. That's still something off from it, you know? And so, um, I got involved with professional learning organizations <clears throat> and then kind of moved in, into this path. Um, and then the work that I do full-time is uh, people reach out to my organization and they're seeking some support around our, our curriculum materials. Um, and so I get to do a lot of face-to-face -face work, which it's, that's, that's my classroom again. That becomes my classroom again. Mm -hmm. um, but before I was able to get that position and I was just doing regular teacher stuff, which I thoroughly enjoy. So mm -hmm. prior to doing, focusing on equity work, I did a lot of instructional coaching. Work. <clears throat> wow. Um, so a lot of instructional practice is kind of what my area was for professional learning. But, um, but we weren't having enough conversations around issues of race. So like we would look at something like, you know, an equity issue in, in school or just let's say an achievement, an achievement disparity. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm like, it's obvious. You, for me, I'm like, it's obvious you don't like black kids. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one who sees this? <laughs> Nobody else sees this. I'm do you get moments like that often? <laughs> oh, all the time, right? And I'm yeah. sure it's not just black kids. I'm sure it's like... Right, it's whomever, right? You can tell, like, wow. you don't like children. You don't like children. Wow. Right. How so, do you... Um, so how, this is intriguing. So yeah. how do you... Did you go... I, I have lots of questions for you. <laughs> Please, go right in. <laughs> so how do you navigate that? Like, if you see this openly... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you change, or I guess you can't change, how do you help that person notice something that they, I'm, I'm assuming, don't want to notice or has kind of been ingrained in them since they've been, I don't like, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah. What does that look like? Well, I will tell you, <laughs> um, my face used to murder me. And sometimes 
It still does. I was um, on a virtual call the other day and my colleague was like, your face looks like exactly what I'm thinking. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, it does? <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Oops. Um, I did not intend for my face to do that. <laughs> Probably why I also love gifts because you do. They allow, they allow me to like be expressive. Like I'm actually like the way I search for a gift is I'm making that face. I'm like, same. I'm the same way. So I'm the exact same way. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, I'm making the face. And sometimes we'll be in the car and I'm trying to tweet something. My husband's like, why are you making that face? I'm like, I'm trying to find the right gift. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so my face used to give me away, but thankfully um, just from a lot of work. And I think this actually helps a ton in racial justice work is when you are able to find a way to listen to what's underlying what someone is saying, like what their fear is or what they're nervous about or what's unsaid, right? And you're genuinely curious and you're asking those questions to genuinely find out like what the root of this thinking is. Um, I think that has been what has helped me navigate these situations. So I see like these disparities in your class. I'm going to ask you some questions. I really want to know. I genuinely want to know what is it that's keeping you from serving this particular student population? Mm -hmm. And then we can go from there. My dad always said, you can, you can deal with anything once you know the facts, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're all human. Giving people an opportunity to be human, right? I think that's fair. And then I have signed up for the human development business. That's what educators do. So if I don't believe you can develop, if I believe like you are like a dead end, mm -hmm. then I'm really saying that I don't believe anybody can develop. Like that's my, that's, that's, that's the assumption that I'm making mm -hmm. is that you can learn how to be better, period. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's going to probably take a lot of differentiation for, you know, mm -hmm. regardless of like whatever we're talking about. It's going to take some patience on my end. Um, you might not be ready. You might have to come back to me later. Um, but my, my working assumption in life is that we can teach humans to be better. Mm -hmm. And I've signed up for that particular thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's how I have managed to navigate it. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is, frankly, uh, I don't know if there's another Earth. So I got to get this one right <laughs> as yeah. much as possible yeah. while I'm here. Yeah. You know? yeah, it's it's crazy because life, like my mom says it, grandma says it all the time, like life is short, like when you wake up you're 35 you're 40 then you wake up and you're 80 you're 70 years that's old it. right that's it um, that's and it. I, I think it goes back to like what you said like it's just like pd so you, if you i feel like you have to if you're in pd if you're even if you're being asked to go to pd you're there like unwillingly like mm -hmm. and you're in education like you have to at least try to grab something like something you're there for Anything. hours like what are you doing like <laughs> you have to Try to you get gotta grab something. You have to. You really, really. The way do. the person talks, or the way the person like, or the person you're sitting next to is really interesting to learn from. Mm -hmm. Like, there's something. Yeah, there. like yeah, meet someone, like find a new friend, like connect. Right. Like, there's so many, so many things that you can get out of PD, regardless of how, regardless of how bad it is, or if it's not doesn't interest you, or you don't like it, or whatever the case right. may be. Yeah, I right. totally agree with you. Yeah. So does that look like for you, are you consistently, I'm assuming bouncing around different schools? 
Um, yeah. Does this include travel as well for you? Yeah. So I'm on the road probably uh, three weeks out of the month and not like the whole week, but mm. I travel like three times out of a month, maybe four. Wow. Um, and so I've had an opportunity to engage with educators from around the country, mm-hmm. um, which is good because, you know, you start to see trends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people are coming up to me and it's like, oh, in my school, this is the situation. I'm like, oh, that sounds just like so-and-so place. Don't worry. <laughs> You're not alone. Right. And and because of that, I'm able to connect them to other people. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's this phenomenal art social justice teacher in Albuquerque that I connect to a phenomenal social justice teacher in Boston. Mm-hmm. And I am a firm believer in connection as well, right? So connection and community, I think that's what will keep us going. And so making those, helping people make those connections, I feel like, oh, my work is done, right? Yeah. Like either I've connected yeah. you some information that's really helpful or some people that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that's, I, that's probably the coolest part of my job. Yeah, it's so powerful. Like connections, like I, I think I'm an example of that. Like I literally reached out to one person, and now I have like this slew of people that I feel like I can just talk to or mm-hmm. reach out to and say, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking. I need a book for this." Um, and the response is like always so genuine. Um, so I, I think it's there if people want it. Um, it really is. Yeah, you just have to, I guess, I guess, feel motivated to do it. Um, you need to want to do it because it's not going to be just given to you, right? Right, right. But teaching doesn't have to be isolating. No. I think not at all. And like you said, when I got to Twitter, I was like, oh my gosh, these people are so nice. And they just share stuff. They just send links to all their materials for free. It's insane. It really like, is. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> And um, because of my job at the time, I realized that I was attending a lot of conferences that if I had not had my job, I wouldn't be able to attend. And so I started like live tweeting my sessions. And I think that's something that was important for me to understand, like that sharing, again, it's sharing my learning. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm opening the door for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm in the door. Come in. Everybody come in. Come on in. <laughs> you know, I got the key. Got the key. Yeah. You know, and, and so mm-hmm. I think that that I think that's really important if we want to change the world together. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's got to let everybody in, and there's room for everybody. There is room so for everyone. Room. I so agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, Belle, who does the who does the cooking at your house? Um, well, I think we're about fifty fifty right now. Yeah. Who would you say? Who's the, who's the best cook? I think we're about even. We have our go-to dishes. <laughs> Is there people like, in the not... room? Is there people in the room? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are people in the room. Okay, so I will tell you, when um I had my first child, I was on maternity leave, and so I was home and I was cooking every day. Now I married my husband because he was cooking for me. <laughs> and then on maternity leave, I started cooking. I look up. Seven years later, <laughs> and he hadn't cooked anything. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. I signed up because you were doing the cooking. Like, that was that was part of the draw, right? I got somebody to cook for me. So um, so I think now <laughs> we're more 50-50. Yeah, more 50. Did the kids cook at all? 
my daughter okay so the another thing that a guilty pleasure we like to watch we love watching like baking championship shows oh fun and so we will binge on that like on a friday night like oh let's watch you know thanksgiving baking championship so mm-hmm. we have you know we watch somebody work out and you kind of get more muscular uh-huh. in your mind right? <laughs> <laughs> like you feel like you two have worked out so we watch a lot of cooking shows and i too feel like i can bake and I can put flavors together. Just like whipping everything in. Like, like I got it. I got it up here. It's applying that knowledge that I have not done a lot of practice. So we'll watch them make beautiful desserts, craft all these beautiful images, and then eat some Oreos and be happy. And just be yeah. Happy people. You have to. You have to. Yeah, happy people. Well, I just have a few more questions, okay? And yeah, I think absolutely. one of the questions, both of the questions you've kind of hit on a little bit today and i think it's important for educators or just people in general to know that what's what's what do you feel is the most important thing within education right now what do you i'm a new teacher um i just finished my education degree what do you tell that teacher mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay <clears throat> um i think my, and this is good, my answer has evolved over the course of my teaching career. Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone the other day, and I think it takes about five good years before you start to get in a groove, like, mm-hmm. as a teacher. And early on as a teacher, you repeat those things that you kind of experience as a student, for better or worse. Mm-hmm. Or you repeat those things that the veteran teachers in your school are like, this is the way to do it, don't ask any questions, just... Of course, Yeah. Right, just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it takes some time to build some confidence to kind of go out on your own and do that. So I think one thing that I would tell a new teacher is just being confident in who you are as an educator and why you came to that space. Um, not that you can't obviously learn from people in your building, but you also have something to add to the conversation. Um, another thing that I think is pressing that we need to do more often as educators is we do need to continue to stay involved with research and academic language like we just do mm-hmm. um so oftentimes we're counting on like a relatively easy quick fix way of like just tell me the strategy right mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. knowing or thinking about the research behind the strategy and so one of my whenever i have some time <laughs> you know one thing that i like to do is like translate some of this this research that is really important for us to know into something that teachers can use but doesn't dilute it Mm -hmm. right i think it's important for us to continue to hone those skills and ask those questions and figure those things out i think being a teacher inquirer is really like an important skill right Mm -hmm. you got to continue to to improve on your practice Mm -hmm. and then finally i've asked people recently a lot like what is the purpose of education and so for me the purpose of education is so we can help people make the world a better place right Mm -hmm. like that's that's the point um it's not for you to get a job even though that will come from it you know Mm -hmm. it's not so you can write a five paragraph essay or whatever it is Mm -hmm. like we want to make better people so we can have a better world and so um there's a teacher that i met uh benjamin pena and he said you know we can't teach social justice if we don't teach about social injustice so if kids go along in life believing everything's fine right then they won't see a need to change anything and i think that's because we haven't been super honest with them about what 
much of the world is experiencing, let alone your neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that it's important to care about them and mm-hmm. what they're going through and that we do have the power to do something mm-hmm. to help them. And it doesn't come at a cost to you because there's enough room. Um, and so I think understanding like what your purpose is. And for me, that's a social justice purpose. Like I am here to help you become a better citizen, human. We got to learn how to read and write and do math and learn history so that we can do that better than we've ever done it before. Um, I'm going to keep studying so I can be better for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be confident in who I am and who I'm bringing and who I'm growing and who I'm developing as an educator and knowing that my voice matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's it's so important to have kids understand that they can make a change. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, like you said, like showing them that the real stuff, like mm-hmm. the real things are happening and it can't always be life is going to be perfect for you or you're not going right. to run into issues or, um, right. and then, and this is a question for an, another episode or another time. I'll, I'll tweet you. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like how like, the question always comes up, like how much do you share with kids? Like in regard, mm-hmm. re- depending on the grade level or the age or the school. Um, and I think if it's in the news and it's something that's important, um, mm-hmm. there's ways of making sure kids are exposed to what they need to be exposed to and they still understand that these are important issues. Like I think you don't, if, if it's yeah. something that's graphic, it, or, mm-hmm. right? Like I think it's, I th- there's ways. I think you just have to be willing to try it or willing right. to take it and do what you need to do with it um i think some people just tend to just not do it at all because they feel like it's not feel like it's not appropriate or they feel like it's not developmentally the kids aren't develop, developmentally ready for it or like whatever right. the case is. we hear all the time um, hear all and the it's time. it's not true <laughs> right um, you know you hear that argument oh the kids aren't developmentally you know to talk about queer people is not developmentally appropriate hello people have queer parents what are you talking about these are my moms these are my dads like what are yeah. you saying you know yeah. and so um, it's unbelievable yeah. yeah yeah so knowing that like the kids that we're trying to protect are actually living these experiences that mm-hmm. we're afraid mm-hmm. to talk about mm-hmm. um you know you're yeah. not shielding them from anything no exactly 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 well thank you so much. Was this um, okay? Uh, yes, I could talk. Okay. I, I I could talk to you forever. Okay, all right. Cool. cool. It was go. so nice talking to you. Um, where can people find you? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter a lot. You can find me there. Um, and please, please, please check out Clear the Air hashtag where we're having some very difficult conversations around um, issues that we think are important to talk about because if we don't talk about them, then we can never fix them. And I think that's important for us to remember. Um, but my Twitter handle is Valerie with an A Brown EDU and hashtag clear the air. And I will reply to your tweet, even if I'm a little behind. So just send me a message. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm so sorry. I, will. So true. I will, I will reply. I will reply. <laughs> just might take care to get there because I am always on the road. I'm trying to balance, you know, being a good good parent and a good wife mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. and I you know what and I know you're doing a great job I could I, I just it. I, and I really really know you are um 
thank you again for just tuning in with me today. I did take you a little bit over the time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I didn't know what time it was. Well, you gave me a great idea, so... Yeah, and don't worry. Um, I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> yeah, you edit that part out. And then I'll be happy to release it. Um, so thank you.